Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished woman from Canada, a fellow YPO member, Kathy Sarafian. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, Kathy is an executive coach and a mental fitness expert. She's been triple certified as a coach um, and she's a contributing author for a book titled Peak Performance Mindsets, Mindset Tools for the Entrepreneur. And as I mentioned in my introduction, she's also a fellow member of the YPO. So Kathy, let's start our conversation uh, with uh, the first question, which is that you're a human capital optimizer. Help me understand this with an example or an anecdote. Yes, uh, Ashutosh, it's an interesting concept because we all as leaders know that people are our greatest asset. Mm -hmm. We all know that that is the competitive advantage. If you have a high performing team Mm -hmm. and a culture that brings out the best in your team, Mm -hmm. uh, it's truly the sustainable um, path to success. And what I find is that a lot of leaders know this, but in terms of truly committing to it and Mm -hmm. bringing it to life on a daily basis for their teams is a different matter. Mm. Um, So there's a number of areas that I actually work with my clients to be able to get to this point of optimizing the human capital. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the first things is uh, creating a meaningful and purposeful Mm -hmm. uh, workplace environment, the big why. Why are we coming to work? Mm -hmm. And the example I can give you is um, when I was a young young leader parachuted into a role of president. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that when I was interviewing my team and I was in the healthcare area uh, Mm -hmm. with with Allergan and then it became a part of the Abbott business. Mm -hmm. We were in the business of cataract and laser vision correction. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I first interviewed all of my sales and marketing team and I asked them, what do you do? They were saying, we sell phaco emulsification machines. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. are in the medical device business. Mm-hmm. And when you were asking them later on, after we did our homework, uh, they would answer you very differently. They would say that we're in the business of allowing grandparents to see the smile of their children. Wow. And, and that these are the finesses, the little subtle changes that makes a huge impact. Mm. Um, and the other thing that I find is very, very important is to bring the culture of being positive mm-hmm. um, uh, to, the, uh, to the workplace. And I don't mean fake positive because mm-hmm. everybody needs to be very authentic and real. Mm-hmm. What I am referring to is to see um, your work and peers and your um, career as mm-hmm. a leader mm-hmm. um, with the lens of gratitude, with the lens of appreciation, with the lens of what is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it when leaders go out of their way to find uh, their employees doing something wrong, right, mm-hmm. and then they would acknowledge and appreciate that. Um, and I will give you a little story um, yeah. that resonated with me. I had a phenomenal CFO when I was um with AMO and he, he was a very proud Italian going for a family reunion to Italy with his dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day before he left, I gave a, an envelope to him to give to his dad to read at one of the dinners. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote a note to his father around what an amazing son he has 
given to the community because he is not only an amazing leader, he was mm. a wonderful father and a person. Wow. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to cost a lot to be able elevate. to have that leadership to mm. elevate your team. So those are the few things that you can do to be able to really have a team that uh, their mind as well as their heart is captured. Amazing, amazing. And I love both your stories. Uh, they're so interesting. So, uh, Kathy, now let's talk a little bit about uh, mental fitness. Uh, let me start by asking you, what is mental fit- fitness and why is it so critical to be mentally fit these days? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is a, a topic that I have a lot of passion around, and especially, as you said, during mm. our times. So um, to simplify, because this is mental fitness, um, resides in a variety of different science space Uh, Mm -hmm. you know it it resides in neuroscience it's grounded in positive psychology cognitive behavior and peak performance but to simplify um you know our minds can be our best friends but also they can be our worst enemies Mm -hmm. and um we have a tendency our mind has a tendency to sabotage our potential for performance Mm -hmm. as well as happiness and when you are stressed out that is your saboteur not allowing you Mm -hmm. um to to experience and reach your full potential so uh, mental fitness is actually a six-week program that allows people Mm -hmm. to go step by step developing a skill Mm -hmm. where you can have self-command on your mind because as human beings we're we're addicted to thinking. We cannot not think. Hmm. And taking a break from that thinking um, allows you to create a space and be a lot more proactive and responsive as opposed to reactive. Hmm. And we all know that the last two years, um, Taj, we all have had lots of challenges. No matter where you are in your life circumstance, um, it has been challenging years. And um, I, I say that if you don't make time for mental fitness, you may have to make time for mental illness. Mm. And that is um, why it is so much more important. It allows you to um, access the parts of your brain that mm-hmm. gives you uh, calm clarity, uh, calm resolve, creativity, curiosity. Mm. And these are all the superpowers that we have. But unfortunately, because of stress and the negativity in our head and not mm-hmm. being aware of it, we cannot access and we don't realize our full potential. Amazing. And the other thing I was wondering that, you know, why have you decided to combine mental fitness with your coaching? Yeah, I love that question. Um, So the reason is because Coaching um, is a dialogue where you help people Mm -hmm. experience powerful insights Mm -hmm. and breakthroughs. Um, It is a way where um, you can understand your blind spots to be able Mm -hmm. to move forward. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the problem with that is that insights, as well as any learnings that you go through, Mm -hmm. fizzles away. Mm-hmm. Um, after three months to six months, you go back to your normal baseline. Mm-hmm. The reason why I like to combine it is because it is a rewiring and a much more deeper shifts that we are creating through the mm-hmm. mental fitness. Yeah. And we're tying it with a daily habit. So once it becomes part of your DNA and it is part of your 
getting up, brushing your teeth, having your coffee, and that's your mindset, then you can benefit from it for, mm. for the rest of your life. It's mm. long lasting. And uh, do you have any interesting example or anecdote where you've combined these two with uh, super results? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, personally, um, I, I'm the kind of coach that I have to walk the talk. And that is why I chose coaching as a profession, because mm -hmm. I'm a lifelong learner. And I thought if I am a coach, I can, I will always be challenged to mm -hmm. learn and grow and walk the talk. So it is, it is easy to um, tell people what should be done. It is not easy when you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, I have amazing uh, results myself personally uh, that I realized, but I will give you an example of a client, a mm -hmm. C-suite client that came to me mm -hmm. um, around a couple of years ago. And she was um, stuck. She was feeling mm -hmm. overwhelmed, stressed, and she, she the self-doubt what had become debilitating okay. um, in terms of her role. And she was wise enough to know that she needed support. So mm -hmm. we worked together and it is amazing how as a result of coaching combined with the mental fitness, mm -hmm. she got to a place of practicing, taking breaks mm -hmm. three or four times during the day where she would be able to uh, pause and be mindful of what's going on and choose her responses as opposed to autopiloting. Mm -hmm. And um, she was able to get to a space where she was a lot more calm to think clearly. And as a result of our conversations, um, she gained a lot more clarity on how she needed to show up and what kind of mindset she needed mm -hmm. to take uh, to, to her team and to work every day. How amazing. And you know, a follow on question from what you just spoke about, what are some of the simple steps uh, people can move, can take to move towards mental fitness? Yeah, the, the, this, there are actually very simple steps, mm -hmm. but uh, a lot of simple steps like exercising every day, Ashutosh, it's not easy. So mm -hmm. that is where um, a lot of people cannot do it. But if, um, if somebody wants to start, I would highly encourage them to recognize mm -hmm. that slowing down and pausing would increase their effectiveness and productivity. Mm -hmm. We are living in a world where we're uh, tied into our uh, cell phone and iPhone. We're bombarded by messages. We're mm -hmm. constantly in a mode of autopiloting. Mm -hmm. So I would highly suggest that the simple steps they can take is just to be able to take two minutes, mm -hmm. maybe three, four times in a day where mm -hmm. take, they take a break, a mental break, and they just get present to their breathing. Mm -hmm. And that would allow them to quiet down what I call our survival brain that causes a lot of negative emotions mm -hmm. and be able to be present to their uh, senses and access the right brain where they can calm, they can be calm, they can be mm -hmm. um, having that clarity to move forward. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself uh, would create a shift in their energy. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So one more question on mental fitness, and then we'll move to talking about your uh, coaching work that you're doing. Uh, my question is, how does mental fitness help with mood and anxiety disorders? Yeah, so the best way I would be able to describe this is mm -hmm. that where our mood swings or negative mm -hmm. emotions, stress and anxiety comes mm -hmm. from, 
it is an automatic function of being human. Mm. We automatically mm. um, use our left brain, which I call the survival brain, and we are predisposed to negativity. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that because of survival, you have to always be very aware of threats and danger and what could go wrong. Mm. And that is our automatic disposition. Mm -hmm. And if you're not aware of that, way of thinking, mm -hmm. which is only serving us during a life-threatening episode, mm -hmm. then we are in that mood of anxiety and stress at all times. Mm -hmm. And we need to train ourselves to be able to recognize that this is not life-threatening. Mm -hmm. Let me calm down, ease my nerves to be able to operate more productively. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is the summary of a lot of science and details behind how mental fitness would allow you to address negative emotions and shift to a positive area of your inner uh, superpowers, I call it, where you have calm, empathy, curiosity to be able mm. to function better. Amazing. So, Kathy, now let's move to uh, your uh, avatar as a coach. You are a self-leadership and a mindful mindfulness coach uh, and you've chosen this uh, you know positioning for yourself let me start by asking you what made you become a coach after such an amazing uh, corporate career yeah so um what i noticed is that my last two roles were um i was president of amo as well as ceo of dry mm -hmm. medical um, one of the dynamics of the culture I created mm -hmm. was that we didn't have supervisors and bosses. We had mm -hmm. coaches. So everybody mm -hmm. had a role of coaching. And what I mean by that is that every conversation was an opportunity to elevate, inspire, and lift the people mm -hmm. that we were responsible for. And I just realized that when I was able to change the success trajectory of a person mm -hmm. uh, that was on my team it was deeply fulfilling and um, it lined up with my mission statement in life uh, to be able to uh, help people realize their awesomeness mm -hmm. help mm -hmm. people to realize their greatness mm -hmm. and change their success trajectory as a result of that it became an easy kind of chapter when we sold our business when I was with Drive Medical to mm. a private equity firm uh, that I did a hard pivot into coaching. And mm. I'm really blessed and grateful that I am now living mm. my passion and purpose. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so my next question to you is that, you know, uh, when I was starting my life uh, as a professional manager uh, in British American Tobacco and then other companies, and that was four decades ago, Coaching and or mentoring was done either by a family elder or by a senior colleague who took a liking for you. Yes. What has changed in the last so many years that coaching is now become a profession and people are willing to pay for advice? Um, yeah, very true. So you touch on a couple of things that mm. I wanted to clarify. Mm -hmm. One is that mentoring is very different to coaching. Absolutely. And everybody has a different mindset of mm -hmm. what mentoring and coaching is. The way I have uh, clarified it in a simple mm -hmm. way in my head mm -hmm. is that with mentoring, 
Um, the dialogue is about the mentor having the answers because mm. of their depth of knowledge, experience, and the status that mm. they have achieved. Mm. The answers resides with them. Mm. Uh, however, when you come into the profession of coaching, especially as it's recognized by the International Coaching Federation that um, I, I have a, a certification of PCC with, mm-hmm. the answers of a coaching dialogue resides with the coachee. So when I'm talking to my clients, I am fully clear that they are, they have all the right answers. They are creative, resourceful, and powerful to come up with the answers. And I am a medium through questioning and asking them to go deeper Mm -hmm. to help them get to that place. Mm -hmm. Now, the answer around why coaching has become prevalent is because Studies after studies show the return on coaching is phenomenal. Mm. And when you can help a leader uh, go to the next level of their career, of their leadership, Mm. the impact in the organization is so high. Uh, There are studies that show there's 10 times the return on investment all the way to 27 times. And Deloitte has one of these studies. Mm. So I think a lot of smart leaders recognize that it's very lonely at the top. And you and I know, having been mm-hmm. part of YPO for mm-hmm. um, more than 15 years, it is very lonely at the top. And right. to be able to have that sounding board, somebody that in safe confidence, you would be able to share your feelings and mm-hmm. process it um, is truly a, I want to say a luxury, but now with COVID, it's a necessity. Absolutely. Well said, well said. My next question to you is, uh, at what stage of one's career in the corporate world should one actively ask for or look for a coach? Um, you know, I, I believe that coaching is necessary at any stage. Mm-hmm. I've even coached um, a lot of international MBA students after talks that they had Mm-hmm. Um, interest. So it's it's tough for me to say when is the right time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would comment on the fact that I generally um, would encourage leaders to uh, support their A players with coaching because mm-hmm. then they can take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. I would say that a very good time for coaching is for uh, when you have succession planning and you need to get your team to a certain level so that Mm. you would be able to uh, do what you have to do as a CEO to work Mm. on the business and strategy and M&As as opposed to the details Mm. of the business. Mm. Um, There's also a very specific point in time that everybody needs coaching, Mm. uh, which is transitions in life. If you Mm. have a promotion, if you're adding, I just uh, had a wonderful young doctor that joined a new organization Mm. and uh, we worked together for her 30 60 90 day plan as Mm. she established her brand and uh, was able to do to take charge of the onboarding so Mm. any transition in life i think um, requires um, some level of coaching that assists you to set the next chapter on the right uh, path very interesting so I'm going to ask you one more question on coaching, and then I want to come to your the book where you have uh, been. A, you are a contributing author. My next question is that today's organizations are now beginning to see millennials and Gen Z leaders getting into uh, positions of authority and leadership. My question to you is: 
how do organizations prepare themselves from a coaching perspective to get these young leaders um, to be able to you know deliver much much better performance? Yeah, I, I, I love this question, and a lot of the content that we've talked so far becomes also relevant to to answering this question. Correct. When you look at millennials and the new generation. Ashutosh, what do they want? Mm. When you look at that cohort of people, they want meaning and purpose. Mm. They they want balanced life. Mm. They demand flexibility. Mm. What they want is not bosses. They want coaches because they want to grow and develop, but they don't want somebody to tell them all the time what to do. Mm. So when you take um, these comments in mind, it touches on a lot of things that I've talked about where you need to, as a leader, develop a culture Mm. where people come to work and there is that big why, they know why they're coming to work Mm -hmm. and the way you treat them is different. Mm. Um, I just find a lot of old school leaders um, use their authority to deal Mm. with these young generations Mm. and nobody is ready to learn they're not primed for learning when they're being told what to do i Mm -hmm. I like the saying that everybody wants to learn but nobody wants to be told what to do right (laughs) so what you want to do is have that mindset of being a coach Mm -hmm. uh, being curious making sure that they have a voice Mm -hmm. because they are the generation that will demand to have a voice Mm -hmm. and when it becomes a co-creation versus on the bus, let me tell you what you need to do. Mm. And it becomes a fixed mindset instead of a flexible growth type of mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it it creates a lot of conflict. And I think um, um, you cannot retain this this group of people. Fascinating. So now let me move to your book, uh, Peak Performance Mindset Tools for the Entrepreneur. Tell me a little bit about the book and the section or the chapter that you've written. Yeah, so um, I never thought of myself as an author, but when I uh, got approached um, by a wonderful uh, gentleman by the name of Eric Severson, um, Mm -hmm. uh, he has uh, been a a professor at Stanford, and he is uh, bringing a lot of wonderful individuals globally together Mm -hmm. to put this book together. Mm -hmm. And I challenged myself in terms of my chapter to really go into uh, my personal story mm-hmm. uh, because everybody loves to hear a story and it makes it a lot more genuine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I talk about the revolution that I went through. I'm Persian and in Iran, 1979, mm-hmm. there was a revolution. And um, I just um, share about the importance of investing in yourself because mm-hmm. that is something nobody in no circumstance can take away from you. Mm-hmm. And um, I talk about how I try to turn every situation and event in life mm. into a gift and an, and an opportunity. When we go through tough times, we don't realize it, but they are the times that our characters are built mm. and we have the highest level of growth. Uh, nobody, nobody benefits when it's party time and comfortable time and you're not coming out of your comfort zone. So mm. my chapter is dedicated to um, life lessons along the way Uh, that I can share with my audience Mm -hmm. and also some of the simple steps around how you would be able to uh, become mentally fit. Uh, And, and some, something that I, uh, my coaching is based on is mastering your mind to be able to Mm -hmm. master your game. Mm -hmm. And that is what my chapter is about. 
amazing. And you said this book is coming out in May? Yes, it's going to get published in May. And um, for the people that are interested, I would uh, love to connect with them on LinkedIn, let them know we're going to give them updates around the book mm-hmm. and um, happy to uh, you know share the book with uh, anyone that's interested around peak, mind- peak performance and uh, learning some tools around mindset. Mm. And maybe you would also want to talk a little bit about people connecting with you through their website, through your website. Yes. Um, so uh, there's two mediums. One mm-hmm. is my website, which is very actually simple. So www.kathyserafian.com. So it's mm-hmm. my name. And then uh, through my website, they can also uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I would mm-hmm. love to uh, connect with anyone interested in what I say, and it has resonated with them on LinkedIn. Twice a week, I come out with coaching insights that I post on my LinkedIn mm-hmm. as a contribution. I would love uh, to hear their thoughts and comments on it and um, see how we would be able to co-create a beautiful world together. Wonderful, wonderful. Kathy, on that note, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about Uh, human capital uh, optimization that you're doing for so many different companies and individuals. Thank you for talking to me about mental fitness and its importance in the corporate world and how you are making a difference by working with so many different leaders. And thank you for talking to me about your journey as a coach, uh, as as well as uh, about your incredible new book that's coming out in May. I will certainly look out for it and get my copy. Thank you and good luck. You will, you, you will receive a free gift from me uh, in terms of the book. And I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank and you. Uh, thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed this and keep up the amazing work that you're doing. It's, a, it's an honor to be a co-YPOer um, with you. And uh, I wish you the best. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.